0: Hey, welcome to the Faith NFM podcast. We appreciate your time today and we encourage you to head on over to faithnfm.com where you can find the notes for this presentation as well as links to all that's happening around Faith Assembly. Our hope is that this message helps move you forward in your faith journey.
1: Glad you're with us this morning. We've been in this series called The Forgotten. God. And uh, I've said it every week. Uh, I know some of you might have walked in and said, forgotten God? You're at church. How'd you forget about your God? And really what we're talking about is our doctrine of the trilogy or trilogy, excuse me, Trinity. I just totally faux-pawed that right there. Uh, The Trinity doctrine where we have God the Father, God the Son, and then we also have God the Holy Spirit. A lot of times, we talk about God the Father, the Creator. We see him in the Old Testament, alive and leading the people of Israel. And then we also talk about Jesus. A lot of us in this room watching online are very familiar with what Jesus has done in our lives, how he went to the cross, died for our sins, how God raised him three days later, defeating death and disease and and sin and, and conquering humanity in the sense of atoning for our sins he did it so we wouldn't have to and a lot of us are familiar with god the father and and jesus but then there's this person the third person of the trinity known as the holy spirit and a lot of times there's a lot of confusion around who the holy spirit is and and can be in our lives and it makes us a little skeptical or we take a step back and we're like Holy Spirit. Wait, Pastor Blake, there's God the Father, there's Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Three persons, one being, mind-blowing, don't really get it. The truth of the matter is there's sides to God, There's, there's traits to God that you and I won't ever understand. And we have to be okay with that, church. We have to be okay not having all of our questions answered, We have to be okay with trusting God, knowing that he knows more than we do. And we have to be okay with him leading, guiding us every step of the way. But again, that kind of grates us a little bit because we want to know, we want to be people who have all the answers figured out. And that leads me to Deuteronomy chapter 29, 29 says this. "There says, the Lord our God, has secrets known to no one. So there's aspects of God, but we don't get. We are not accountable for them, but we and our children are accountable forever for all that He has revealed to us, so that we may obey all the terms of these instructions. So it's important that we understand. That there are areas, when we're talking about God, that we quite don't get. It's important to understand, like, God, you have the answer. God, you know the answer. But I still am asking the question. I said last week, we have, in my office alone, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, I have 61 books written on the person of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, I'm talking to you about the Holy Spirit in three weeks and at tops, a 30-minute message. So as you can say, there's a lot that people try to figure out, a lot that people are uh, dissecting and, and looking at and evaluating, but we have to come to this place of like, not only is there aspects we don't know, but there's also the Holy Spirit in which we have to, to uh, have a lead in our lives. It's important for our walk. It's important not to question the the inabilities of maybe what we don't have or don't understand and just say, God, I'm going to trust you. And so today I want to talk to you specifically about being filled of the Holy Spirit, being filled by the Spirit. And a lot of us have a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different questions, and you're like, oh, pastor, what are you talking about? Like, when you're saying, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, does that mean I got to get a banner or a ribbon and run around this auditorium and and hoop and holler and say, woo, and and scare everybody? Because, like, I can't hardly even say hi to a stranger, let it do something like that. So we all have this, this different thinking of the Holy Spirit, but this is one thing that's fundamental to our walk with God, our walk with pursuing and being made more like Jesus, is having the Holy Spirit reside and empower us to go beyond ourselves. I get this question a lot. Pastor Blake, I have Jesus. I understand what he's done in my life. Why do I need the Holy Spirit and here's the simplest form that I can present it to you simplest answer is this God calls us to a certain standard okay which only can be met with or by the Holy Spirit but there's a standard that you and I are asked to strive for that you cannot do on your own there is an expectation that God has on his people that you cannot achieve without the Holy Spirit in your life, presently activated in your life. I like to illustrate it this way when we look at Ephesians chapter 4 too. This verse, Paul writes, he says, Be completely humble and gentle. Well, it's fantasy football season right now. Some of us really struggle with humility because you're like a defending champion in your league. And so you're like, no, like, I'm gonna brag, I'm gonna boast, people are gonna know how good I am. That's when you need the Holy Spirit the most, church. Amen. But then there's also in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, when we see Paul says this, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, uh, give, give, always be thankful. And when we see this, how can we, we sit there, and, and maybe some of you are going through some really hard and difficult times, and you're like, how can I rejoice? How can I be thankful? Pastor Blake, I'm I'm struggling in my prayer life. How can I even pray without ceasing? You can't do any of those things without the Holy Spirit in your life. You can't be thankful in low moments without the Holy Spirit present. You you can't have, you can't live in a posture of, of joy if you don't have the Holy Spirit in your life, activated in your life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul puts it this way, take captive every thought. A lot of us know we got some thoughts, right? Like I've seen some outfits in this church today. I had some thoughts and I had to be like, Lord, I'm giving you these thoughts right now, right? Sometimes we're skeptical of some people and we're like, whoa, God, I got to give you this thought, and you just want to run rampant in your mind and you want to just take off for the races and think this way about this person, be skeptical about that person, be negative on this front, overthink in issues that pertain to yourself and your work. And the only way that you can captivate or take hold of every thought capture every thought to think on things of god to focus on things of god is if you have the holy spirit in your life if you try to do it yourself you'll never measure up i love what jesus says in matthew chapter 5 verse 44 44 he goes this is be good to those who hate you say what i gotta be good to people who hate me how's that possible it's really easy right? To love someone that loves you. It's really difficult to love that neighbor that is a thorn in your side, right? Like I live in a place where we have an HOA. Let me tell you, really hard, really hard. But the way you're able to do that is when you have the Holy Spirit in your life. In my experience, there's three types of church folk. You have the church folk who are in here and uh, for whatever reason, you've come to church, you don't know why you're in church, maybe you came with a loved one, maybe you're just driving and decided to show up and you have no relationship with Jesus. And you're sitting in here and you're like, you're talking about the Holy Spirit and, and things might seem confusing to you and, and you're trying to figure that out and I would say your starting point to, to live a life full of the Holy Spirit is first accept Jesus Christ as your Lord, leader, and Savior of your life. How he, goes, how he went to the cross for you. But then there's some of us in here who maybe you've accepted Jesus as the Lord and leader of your life, but you, you're living life on E, empty, depleted. Like you wake up and you just don't have the energy. You don't have the passion. You don't have the joyfulness. You don't exhibit the fruits of the spirit. You don't have love, joy, peace, patience, uh, Self-control and you're struggling, and you're like, I don't have any of these fruits in my life. And I would say this, your Holy Spirit activation in your life is on E. You're empty, you're depleted. You're trying to do everything on your own. You're trying to say, hey, if I work harder, if I'm more disciplined, if I just have more grit and grind, I will be okay. You can't do that, church. You're setting yourself up for for a a failure. You're setting yourself up for burnout. Burnout you're setting yourself up to say hey i'm never going to measure up i'm always going to be depleted. i'm always just going to be frustrated in life and and you just feel like you're just like trying to punch through the wall and you can't punch through the wall by yourself and then there's those in here the third type of church folk are those who are continually seeking and pursuing the holy spirit refillment in their life Or saying, hey God, I need your spirit in my life. And daily, you're seeking and you're desiring and you're wanting and you're longing. God, I need your Holy Spirit. My hope, my prayer for you today is that you live life in that lane. That maybe you're E, maybe at the end of the day, you're like, God, I just need to call on your spirit. God, I need your Holy Spirit. Move me, empower me, make me something that I can't be on my own. Give me the courage, give me the strength, give me to do what I cannot do on my own. God, give me your spirit. And that's my hope for all of us today, that not only do we operate this place, but we take our longing, our desire of the Holy Spirit outside of these walls of this church So today I want to talk to you about how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It begins here. First, simply is this: receive the command. It is a command. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is a command. It's not a suggestion. It's not a great idea. It's not just something that we kind of take, we we ponder. It's none of the it's a command. It's a directive that we're given throughout Scripture. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life instead be filled with the holy spirit so put down the booze and get some more spirit you know what i'm saying like we need the holy spirit in our life paul breaks it down four components of ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 it's plural rather than singular Meaning this this command is given to everyone who trusts and believes in Jesus. It's not meant for that person who had that church experience. It's not meant for people who read their Bibles just an hour a day. It's not meant for those who pray over an hour a day. It's not meant to a specific group. It's meant to anybody who claims to make Jesus the Lord and leader of their life, the Holy Spirit, Is for you. The infillment of the Holy Spirit is something you need to long for, desire for. It's for everyone. It's an imperative. The Holy Spirit, like I mentioned, it's not a suggestion. In chapter 5, verse 18, when Paul says it, he says, Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. He's commanding. Go seek, go wait. It's not optional. You need the Holy Spirit. There's certain standards in life that we cannot meet unless we have the Holy Spirit. We can't get there. We can't do it on our own. It's a passive voice. And in other words, when we look at Ephesians chapter 5 is this, it's it's that someone from the outside is filling us. You can't charge yourself you can't say i'm gonna stay committed to god i'm gonna stay committed to jesus i'm gonna have the fruits of the spirit you can't do it on your own and we also see it's present tense when we look at ephesians 5 it says so it's to be repeated it's to be continual it's not just one of those things that hey it happens you're good like it's something to be like hey like i'll start going down i need to take time i need to call on god Oh, I'm getting a little depleted. I'm getting tired. I'm just, my, I'm weary. My thoughts, my attitude. No, you need to continue to pursue God. It's this constant, continual work of every day. You're waking up. Lord, just fill me with your spirit. Lord, I need your Holy Spirit. Lord, guide me, lead me right now. It's your spirit that can be activated in my life to make me get through whatever I got to get through today. So, one, you have to take it as a command, not a suggestion. So that's the starting point so now i want to talk to you about some of the practical steps or the practical ways we move through it is this one when it comes to being filled with the holy spirit you need a desire to be filled you need to have a crave you got to call it a holy hunger you got to really want it some of us not all of us okay we crave watching football more than we crave having the Holy Spirit impact our lives. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things like I get excited about all these other things in life, but yet when it comes to the Holy Spirit, that's all right. I mean, like if I get the Spirit, I get the Spirit. It is what it is, and that's the way we view it. I like how, one, I like how someone put it. They said, they said, a lot of us get more concerned if our phone will die, or keeping our phone charged, then being charged and filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, like, when you put it like that, like, some of us are like, panic, oh, my phone is, is, is dead, I don't know what to do with myself, I don't even, like, um, we're panic mode. Yet, if we're empty with the Holy Spirit, we're just like, oh, you know, it is what it is. But Jesus gives us very strong directives to be thirsty for all he wants for us. thirsty for all he wants for us in in our lives he says this in john chapter 7 verse 37 it says on the last day the climax of the festival jesus stood and he shouted to the crowds anyone who is thirsty may come to me anyone who believes in me may come and drink for the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart What's well, it? Anyone who is thirsty, a desire, the psalmist puts it this way: in Psalms 42, too, he says this, I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before Him? My encouragement to you right now, man, if you don't have that thirst, that desire, that hunger, start praying about it. God, give me that. God, I need to thirst, I need a desire you in a very real adamant way i'm a pastor i I love church my favorite days of the week are church days like i get excited for sunday mornings excited for wednesday nights excited to to preach and teach and and live in community with you and so i've never really understood people are like hey yeah i love jesus but i don't really desire him so i only go to church maybe once every two months i'm just kind of calling it as it is Like I never really understood that. I'm like, how can you desire Jesus but not want to live in community with his church? You got to desire it. You got to thirst after Jesus. You got to want to live a life that is God-fearing and pleasing. In Matthew chapter five, verse six, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they shall be satisfied. So maybe you're in this place right now and you're like, I'm feeling empty, I'm feeling kind of depleted. I't I, I've reached one of my sales goals. I'm I'm, make, I'm climbing my way up the ladder and you're sitting here and you're like, man, I'm just not satisfied. You're just like eh, like I'm, I just can't I'm saying you need to look back and say, hey, am I really desiring Jesus as the Lord and leader of my life? And then Jesus, he gives us this command. It speaks, and I I love it because it's very interesting, and we often often breeze through this verse, but in John 16, 7, Jesus is is talking to very close friends of his, and he says, but truly I tell you, it is for your good, for your good, underline that, for your good, that I am going away. Now i want to pause right there. Have you ever had that kind of ignorant thought where it's like you know if Jesus lived with me in like my day and if I had three years with Jesus I would be a pretty good Christian right like we like come on now like if Jesus was like my mentor I would have it all dialed in but yet Jesus is talking to his disciples and if you know anything about, about his disciples they make a lot of mistakes and so he goes back and he says it's actually better it's for your benefit that I'm going away you say what Jesus is It's better? That doesn't make sense. It says, unless I go away, the advocate, that being the Holy Spirit, will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. So what Jesus is saying, it is more important that we live with and have the Holy Spirit in our life than Jesus actually physically being next to us. Mind-blown. Like, let's think about that for a little bit. That's how important the Holy Spirit is to our lives and our walk with Jesus and our walk to become like Jesus. So first, you got to desire. You got to have a desire. Secondly, you got to be willing to denounce sin. We don't like this word sin. That's a tough word. A lot of churches, they strive, they, they, they push away from that word because we don't want to ostracize anybody but the truth of the matter is this church is filled all of us are imperfect people but we're imperfect people in progress like we're trying to get better we're not just settling for the status quo like we want to get better Paul puts it this way in 2 Corinthians. He's like, hey, you got to denounce sin. It's important because you, we have the promises, dear friends. Let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. you got to cleanse yourselves. And let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. So you gotta be willing to denounce some of the issues you got going on in life. Hebrews 12, verse one, the author puts it this way, let us strip off every weight that that slows us down, especially, what? The sin, so that easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. If we don't address the sin, the hidden things in our closet then we can never move forward and can never have the Holy Spirit operate and be activated in our lives like God intended it for. I like to use this uh, illustration. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with popcorn. Anybody in the room, like, you know, when it comes to popcorn, I have a love-hate relationship. One, I love to eat it. Uh, my wife, we've even got a little, like, fancy with it. We buy, like, the seasoning. That, so we got, like, cheddar. We got ranch. And so, like, we love popcorn. We claim it's a healthy snack. And, and so we, we love it. She loves it. But what I hate about popcorn, it gets stuck in my teeth. Anybody been there, right? And so, like, we'll be watching a movie. We'll be eating popcorn. It gets stuck in my teeth. And I'll be like, okay, I got two options. I have to go get this kernel out of my tooth. Or I can sit here and I can suffer and I can watch the movie because I'm into the movie. So what do I do? Well, the days where I don't care about the movie, I go, I get the floss and I'm good. The days where I'm into the movie and I'm watching the movie, I just kind of suffer through it. And at the end of the movie, I kind of forget that it's there. It starts to like blend into the teeth and and you, you, you adjust to the new chewing pattern and you're like, huh? You even go brush your teeth after most of the time, and and you brush your teeth, and you're like, oh, nothing came out. And then it's that one day, you're brushing your teeth, and, and you're like, man, popcorn just fell out of my mouth. Like, I just hit it right. And you're like, wow, I can chew correctly. It feels great. And you're like, I'm gonna eat popcorn again that night, you know? Like, but no, we have that thought. And, and the, the illustration, I, sometimes, if not sometimes, when we let sin fester and stew in our life, it becomes unnoticeable at times. You just kind of adapt to it. But then what we're missing is what God intended for our lives. And it's like you have this epiphany. Once you remove the sin, once you remove whatever is causing you to trip up the weight that is on you, You're like, oh, man, there's relief. I feel better. So you got to denounce sin in your life. Thirdly, you need to dedicate yourself fully to Jesus. Dedicate yourself fully to Jesus. I always encourage people, dedicate yourself fully to Jesus because it makes a huge difference. What I mean by Paul's talking about in Romans, he says this, be people of a living and holy sacrifice. You're supposed to sacrifice our lives for God's greater good for our lives. I want to give you three big reasons why you need to give God control, why you need to sell out for God. First one, God knows better than us. When you live letting God lead, he knows a lot better than us. God is powerful and almighty. Nothing like having the supreme ruler and creator on your side. Like, hey, when God's on your side, you got nothing to panic about. When you dedicate yourself, you're saying, hey, God, you're in control. It's your life. You tell me what to do. You tell me how I need to uh, lead it. You tell me how I need to to go about with my relationships. You save yourself from a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. God does amazing things in our lives when we let him have control. And then we also come to this point when God is in control, we realize that how much He so loves us that no one loves us like he has loved us. But oftentimes we struggle to give God control. In particular with the Holy Spirit in our lives, we, we struggle to give the Holy Spirit control in our lives because it's complex, there's a lot of unknowns, God works in ways that we don't maybe understand and it can be intimidating but I love how it's written in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Simply put, do not quench the spirit. Rather than having God all figured out, your position, your posture saying, God, I'm leaning in. I'm trusting you. You take and do with my life as you please. You are in control. So you got to be willing to desire. you got to be willing to denounce you got to dedicate. And then fourthly, lastly, when it comes to receiving the Holy Spirit, you need to depend on the Spirit. Depend on the Spirit. Galatians 5.16 says this, but I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Walk by the Spirit. When we see this written, whenever you're taking a, a walk, what you're doing is when one step you're transferring weight next step you're transferring your weight to next leg repeat next leg you're taking a step after step after step transferring your weight you're trusting that your legs are going to do what's commanded of that your brain signaling that your signals are are in your body's functioning when we say, hey, walk by the Spirit, what you're doing is you're trusting God every step of the way. You're transferring your weight. Okay, I'm transferring to the Holy Spirit, transferring the Holy Spirit, transferring the Holy Spirit. You're in control, I'm gonna depend on you. You're telling me to show up, you're telling me to do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna obey. So many times, we wanna depend on ourselves. When God is saying, no, you need to walk by the Spirit. You need to go as the Spirit leads you. You need to trust the Holy Spirit. Church, right now, if you try to do everything on your own, you're going to end up falling flat on your face. You can't do it on your own. My wife and I share this story. There's been significant time. Uh, where we're trying to figure out everything on ourselves by ourselves we're followers of jesus but we're stubborn people i remember i was in this conference she was next to me and uh we're living in los angeles and probably shared this story with you but it's just this is just the dependence on the holy spirit like i, I want to illustrate is we're saying there worship sets going on we're a bunch of brooms of pastors in church and uh we don't know what's really kind of stewing we know god's kind of doing something we just feel this unique moment to say we're worshiping and i'm like oh, you know god like we're praying through this next season we don't know what's going on my wife leans over to me and she goes i kid you not blake we're supposed to go and move to southwest florida I said, girl, what you smoking right now? Like, we're worshiping, like, I can, like, Southwest Florida, it's like retirement community, you know, like, woo, you know, like, that's where I was. And, like, we just continue to lean in. And, and she's like, Blake, I'm telling you, God's doing something radical. Like, we're not supposed to be, I'm like, not maybe Southwest Florida, I'm like going back and forth. I'm like, Brittany, I'm trying to sing, quit bothering me. Like, and I got a pretty voice, like, come on, like, girl, like, be. Be a Christian right now. Could be in bad, you know. And I'm going back and forth with her in this this moment. And, and we're and she was like, Blake, I'm telling you, God's telling us to take a step of faith. I'm like, take a step of faith. It's it's not a step of faith moving three thousand miles across the country. That's crazy. she's like Blake. And then she said some things that I'm going to leave disclosed for me and her. But I knew it was at the moment what she was saying, God was affirming it, saying, Blake, you're going to walk by you Are you going to trust? Are you going to depend on me? Are you going to try to do it all yourself? And there's been these moments after moments I look back and I connect the dots and I'm like, man, I could have never done that by myself. I could have never never thought that by myself i could have never acted as graciously as i acted in certain seasons of hurt and pain if it wasn't for the holy spirit there's times where i like i didn't want to give that the holy spirit prompted me and gave and i'm telling you just radical things have happened in my life Like God didn't just take us from one position to the next position and bring us to a place of blessing and just where things seem to be clicking and going well, just just out of just coincidence. It's because just being obedient to God's spirit, depending on his spirit, every step of the way. So you might be in here right now. And you're challenged with some things you're going through some hard things you have a lot of questions about things my encouragement to you it's not about having all the answers it's about being in step and walking with the spirit that's what god's asking for us receive his holy spirit his power to go beyond yourself, to not be limited to your thinking, your own ability. Receive the power of the first century church in Acts, when it took a few ordinary men and changed the world forever. Receive the Holy Spirit. So the band's gonna come up. And when the band sings, we're gonna be singing a song about receiving God's Holy Spirit. I'm gonna ask each and every one one of us right now, if you'll go ahead and if you'll stand with me, we're just gonna give an opportunity for us to receive the Holy Spirit, to call on heaven, to praise God, to say, hey God, I'm E right now, but I need to be filled. The prayer team's gonna make their way down and and maybe you wanna experience God's Holy Spirit in in a radical, significant way. We wanna pray with you through that and maybe your starting point, as I mentioned earlier, is just to begin a relationship with Jesus. That's the starting point if you haven't made Jesus your Lord and leader of your life. So church, I want to encourage you. Right now, let's call on the Holy Spirit to empower us to see us through seasons of maybe destitute, Lord, and and maybe seasons of hurt and pain, and and maybe there's people we need to witness to and, and call on in this season, in this moment, at this time right now. Let's just call on the Holy Spirit to do what only God's power, only God's Spirit can do. Let's call on Him today, Lord. Let's call on Him, church. Let's call on Him right now. Church, let's go
0: hey thanks for listening today if you have any questions or would like to speak to someone concerning this message we invite you to fill out our online communication card at faithnfm.com and if you're able we'd love to have you with us in person on sundays at 9 a.m or 10 45 a.m or on the best night of the week for wednesday prayer at 7 p.m we're at 7101 bayshore road in north Fort myers just two miles west of I-75 at exit 143. Thanks again for listening.